Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is Lovecraft Country Chronicles, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Please welcome your hosts, Mia Johnson and Natalie Zamora. Wow. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Lovecraft Country Chronicles. I'm Mia Johnson, here once again with... Hi, everyone. It's Natalie Zamora. And we are here to discuss episode eight Every week we watch a new episode. Amazing. And we're almost getting down yeah. to the end. <laughs> I know. Episode eight sounds so scary. It's like, all right, it's over. I know. And, and now they're still like, oh, season two. At least while we're recording this, they still haven't said anything. So I'm like, what is your what is your master plan? What's going on here? Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I still don't know. I really, there's only two episodes left now and I still don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> We're going to do like Operation Sneak into HBO and do some files, hacking into the files, yeah. as if I know how to do that. <laughs> so t- yeah. Please don't take that seriously. I'm just a fan. I just want more. <laughs> so before we get into our episode eight chat, let's dig through the mailbag and see uh, what some of our chroniclers had to say this week. We're all chroniclers here. I'm a chronicler. You're a chronicler. We're all chroniclers. Yes. So at DJ Moranta said... Thank you for tweeting at us. This yeah, was from our you. question about Hippolyta. What should she be doing? Mm-hmm. says, Hippolyta definitely shouldn't come back. Not that we saw anyway. And I'm glad. After she battled and became more than her previous, quote, small self, why'd she come, why'd she come back to being George's wife, Diana's mom, and back to Jim Crow U.S.? Why isn't Hippolyta, uh, as a discoverer, the right answer for her? She's like, hmm. Should she risk it all just to, you know, like I get, I get I this, you know, question. Why would you want to come back to all of this crap? You know, I know, I know it really, I'm, I mean, it's crazy too, how we said in the last, our last recap that she didn't really even seem, you know, hesitant to, mm-hmm. to stay. She's kind of just like, no, my daughter got to go, which like, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get that. She wants her daughter it's like, well, maybe she can bring Dee back to the, you know, time rift wherever she's going and save mm-hmm. her. But then it's like, okay, once you save one person, now you're going to save the other and bring them back yeah. to the altar. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not sure exactly if I think it's Brightford, you know, just to leave her daughter all together. Um, but, yeah, it does beg the question. It's like, if you could be anywhere in the world, why would you choose anywhere in the galaxy? Why would you choose to go back to Jim Crow South? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And Ad Ritterton also sent us a tweet and said, going back to this, um, says, well, oh, what is the meaning of that dream? Tick and Letty, baby. He says, interesting. You could push the story either with the same cast in season two, or you could leapfrog another generation, such as the early 70s, the child of Tick and Letty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about spinoffs, if there could be a spinoff. I mean, now, especially, I think, after this episode eight, there's so many things. Yeah. <laughs> there's, 
Yeah, I wasn't considering like back then when I responded to this tweet, I didn't know about the big twist, right? About the Lovecraft Country books. I was like, yeah, that yeah. would still be pretty interesting. But knowing what I know now, I'm like, oh, that would be really interesting. Yeah. Some sort of spinoff for season two where, you know, maybe it's told from George's George Jr.'s perspective, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Season two could really go go anywhere. So it could. here's the hoping it happens. I know. <laughs> <laughs> So, our overview of episode eight. I feel like I always owe people a recap because a lot <laughs> happens. Yeah. And I don't have one scripted, so I'm just going to go off the top of my old noggin here, which <laughs> was basically, of course, we had all these storylines moving around again. You've got Atticus trying to learn to pr- a protection spell for himself. He makes an exchange with the devil. Oh, I mean, Christina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so does Letty. <laughs> For protection, we do find out that Lady is pregnant. We yep. find out that Ruby and Christina slash William are still going steady some way, somehow. And Ruby doesn't really, she cares and then she doesn't care about the relationship. Montrose is kind of kind to Atticus. He yeah. helps him with the spell. We learn a little bit about, you know, Atticus's past as well, his sexuality wanting to just have a family of his own with Atticus's mother. Um, did I say Montrose's sexuality or Atticus? I'm, it's like I'm trying to like jumble yeah, all yeah, the characters yeah. in my mind. <laughs> yeah, Montrose's <laughs> sexuality. The big thing is uh, in this episode, which was pretty new, was Dee who gets a spell cast on her by um, the despicable landcaster who is now my least favorite character (laughs) william consider yourself lucky that you have moved to a a different rank and you are now my second least favorite character landcaster is the bottom of the barrel the the pits in the depths um and what he does is whatever spell he casts on d makes her see these creatures which we'll talk about in a second Mm -hmm. um and not to be derogatory to say creatures, but I think there's something behind this. I think there's something more. We'll talk about that as well. Right. Um, and yeah, we don't really get a clear resolution. Yeah. So what overall did you think of this episode? I really love this one. Like I was speechless, speechless at the end and I got mm-hmm. chills multiple times. I thought it was like just crazy back to front and, you know, really, of course, well-made like all of them are, but. This was really like we got answers that some answers that we wanted. And then also, you know, it opened up some new ones. And I thought every everybody, you know, had really great scenes. Jaya came back. I know. So many things. Like I was really, really speechless. I really liked it. What did you think? Yeah, for me, I really liked this. This was one of those where consistently just felt like a Lovecraft country episode. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I know we've talked a lot about genre changes uh, pretty much every time. This one just consistently felt like this is Lovecraft Country's theme. This is what we're sticking yeah. to. And this is its own, you know, brand of television. Mm-hmm. I really like the ending. That was my favorite part <laughs> with mm-hmm. the Shawgoth's rampage. That yes. just, I think maybe because I'm like an action person too, I was just excited to see some action for once. Yeah. That really, I was like, oh, I could, why well, did it have to be like the last two or three minutes of it? I know. Yeah, I think the um, whole episode had a really good, yeah, like you said, just a Lovecraft country episode because it had 
the racism and it had the monsters like mm-hmm. a very good balance so it was kind of just like what am i afraid of right now all of it it was <laughs> they, it was really good they finally found their footing right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so first topic i wanted to talk about was d i wouldn't necessarily say that this was d's episode mm-hmm. but i would say that by bringing in a fresh perspective with her, uh, that was quite refreshing. It was quite interesting to see yeah. what is going on in her head. Yeah. And yeah, basically she's in this. And at first I was just like, okay, yeah, it's D, it's whatever. But she's going through a lot of trauma, right? We start right. off with the the funeral of Emmett Till, which we were discussing in our last episode. Yeah. We're like, are they going to say something? And they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, we start off with this episode with the funeral, and that was her friend, right? That was her yeah. friend who had yeah. died so tragically, murdered tragically. Mm-hmm. Um, and dealing with, like, I don't even think she wanted to, I don't think she made it into the funeral home, yeah, into the church. I think she ran away, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had mentioned, like, in the last episode, too, it is an open casket funeral, yeah. which is, you know, something almost unbearable to see. There was a woman who, you know, threw up. It was just yeah. so mm-hmm. shocking to see. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, I know. So she ran away and she's also dealing with her father died. Her mother has been missing yes. for a week. <laughs> like, I feel for her. I, I know when she like knows that people are lying to her too. She's like, I know my mom is like, where is she? She's not just on the guide trip. Like she's, she's not an idiot. She's not five years old, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's hard. She's like in that in between age of being old enough to know the truth and, you know, being, she's not old enough to know the truth and she's not young enough to be lied to. So it's exactly sucky for her. Yeah. Yeah. Her BS meter is going off. She's just like her mother basically. (laughs) Yes. Um, So we saw that eventually when she snuck out the house, she was caught by captain Lancaster who once again, scum of the earth, despicable. (laughs) I hate him. I never want to see him again. (laughs) He put a curse on her. Which, to be honest, you know, he can, didn't, couldn't even track her to the scene of the crime to begin with. He knew it was more of her mother. So yeah. for him to do that to a child, I think, which, to be fair, reflects some of the things that we've seen in the news, you know, not just this past year, years before, decades mm-hmm. before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what was interesting was there was this one parallel. I know we usually talk about Easter eggs where she's like literally in a chokehold by the cops, yeah. this young, you know, young girl. Yeah. And you know, she says, I can't breathe, which we've yeah. seen before. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that was Mike Brown and in some of these other situations. So that was kind of I've like, I've got like chills right now. Right. It's, it's, it's so deep. Um, but I, I think it's kind of interesting that the way that they play with these types of things and Mm -hmm. so basically she comes out of the um she's able to escape from him she's got this curse on her and when she's hiding at in her bathroom she on the bookshelf that they have in the bathroom which i thought was an (laughs) an interesting touch because they're such a (laughs) they're such a nerdy family i was like oh i love that you know they've got a bookshelf in the bathroom (laughs) you know you can read in the bathtub on the toilet who knows but anyway (laughs) what i thought was actually kind of scary right she's got this book of uncle tom's cabin and the the one girl the black girl on the cover turns into this you know scary whatever 
Yeah. And that ends up being not just the one person that is chasing her, but the second person. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. two people that end up chasing her. Yeah. Um, that was so crazy. That, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I have a history before we jump into our mm-hmm. questions about the images that we saw, especially mm-hmm. particularly the people who were the girls who were chasing her. So her, yeah. um, to me, I it stood out immediately as this, um, I knew it was basically this caricature, right? Of called a uh, pickaninny, mm-hmm. which is basically, you know, a black child. And actually our um, friends over at the Jim Crow Museum have a really, really lengthy, um, good article on their website about this oh. in particular. Mm-hmm. But I, I boiled it down for you in a couple mm-hmm. of sentences for everyone out there, basically about this idea that, the Piccaninny was a dominant racial caricature, this is word from word, of uh, black children for most of the country's history. Piccaninnies had like bulging eyes, unkempt hair, red lips, mm-hmm. wide mouth, which, you know, they stuffed huge watermelon slices. So mm-hmm. these stereotypes. Mm-hmm. The first famous Piccaninny was Topsy, a poorly dressed, disreputable, <laughs> neglected slave girl. Topsy appeared in uh, Harriet Beecher Stowe's anti-slave novel, Uncle Tom's Cabin, which that, that makes yeah. sense as we saw Mm-hmm. In this show, Topsy was created to show the evils of slavery. Um, she was this untamable wild child who had been um, inde- uh, corrupted by slavery. And Stowe's basic, her idea was to show that, you know, readers would be heartbroken by seeing this and mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. maybe help them in slavery. But, you know, one thing leads to another and Topsy turns into this staple character for minstrel shows you know, her traits were mm-hmm. basically transformed into comic prop where it gets turned into these things of blackface and mm-hmm. on and on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So it's a heavy history. Uh, yeah. And I thought if we're looking at it from an artistic sort of representative space, I I really liked what they were able to do there in bringing out these characters and I think somehow there's some symbolism behind it, right? You've got, mm-hmm. you know, these caricatures basically chasing Dee, who is a modern girl. Mm-hmm. Do, do you have any thoughts about, like, what kind of symbolism <laughs> they could be? Because we always talk about symbolism here. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's interesting. I didn't know the whole, the Topsy um, history that it was anti-slavery at first, um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, I just think of it, you know, I see a caricature like that and I'm like, oh, it's blackface, you know, it's offensive, Mm -hmm. it's this and that. Um, So that's really interesting. But yeah, it, it was like almost like these things were chasing her and it was like, they like, not, I mean, they were taunting her, but I'm just thinking of like the symbolism of it, like taunting her or like something that like she's trying to just run away from, not just physically, but you know, just racism running at her, yeah. you know, pretty much, um, which was, you know, really crazy because it was scary too. Even if these, oh, yeah. even if these girls like had no symbolism and they were just like little creepy looking girls, that would be scary. But the fact yeah. that it has all this history, it's like, whoa, you know. Yeah, it, it I, is very I, powerful. Yeah, it is really powerful. I was thinking about that symbolism kind of as well. And I was like, well, maybe I'll form some thoughts as I'm thinking <laughs> off the top of my head. But yeah, kind yeah. of her being chased by this racist past, you know, this mm-hmm. past of what people might think of her, what people, you know, might see her as. And we know Dia's just brave, smart. She's super artistic and creative and she's got all these beautiful qualities to her. 
Yeah. Um, and then there's the shadowy side chasing after her. Like, this is, you know, what some people in society might make you out to be or, you know, trying yeah. to outrun that. Yeah. And the thing is, we don't really get a conclusion to her, like, not in this episode, at least, to being yeah. able to defeat those, so, you know, basically monsters. And... So I wonder what's going to happen because we saw her as she was in the garage and Montrose mm-hmm. found her. He didn't see nobody see, saw anything but her. Right. And it was like her arm was like getting clawed yeah. because they had captured her. Yeah. So, I'm wondering, is that actually happening? Like, I'm look, I was watching it and I'm like, is she going to be OK? Like, how are these things? Also, well, I'm not sure if Montrose could see the marks on her arm, but she was getting really, really torn up, like sliced her arms. Yeah. So, so I don't, I, is it all just in her head? I mean, I guess it is, but that, I mean, it's terrifying either way. Yeah. I think there is something behind his spell where maybe he's summoning like some weird sort of demon that could shape shift or. Yeah. I don't know, but I was wondering, I didn't, at the end, when some of the police were getting clawed up by the Shoggoth, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if that was Captain Lancaster who had also died or if he had fled the scene. Yeah, I think that he, he was definitely there, but yeah. I, I couldn't really, yeah, I'm not sure if they really showed that he was shot, but I mean, it's, or that he was uh, eaten, not shot, sorry. Um, but it looked like, you know, the Shagas took out everyone. Yeah. So here's to hoping they got him. <laughs> I know. Because then I wonder if he died with that, have removed the spell. And then that means basically hmm. with that also. Did I just say what I thought? <laughs> right. If he died with that, remove the spell. <laughs> or if not, what can be done to help remove the spell? Yeah. Because he needs to be helped. Yeah. Okay, now, so speaking of all of these things that Dee is going through and, you know, being basically spitting image of Hippolyta, mm-hmm. we also found out that, like, L- Hippolyta has legitimately been missing for, I think they said, a week. Yeah, I'm, it made me think, like, is everything that we, everything that we watched her go through, is that that week somehow? Or is she just still there mm. experiencing it? And like she wasn't because she decided, right, that she was going to come home. Uh, right. So I don't know is something keeping her there or is that sequence that we saw like it just took that long. And like the show is like, here's everything that happened to her. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was interesting because Atticus technically we now know that he went to the future, but mm-hmm. he basically got spit back out like only moments after. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, to me, I'm wondering was Hippolyta able to project her stuff? Oh, here, okay, here's a theory that I had, actually. Because <laughs> when Atticus was talking about how he got the book, he said a woman in a cloak handed him the book. Yeah. She was like, here's the book. And then she shoved him into the portal. And he didn't really necessarily say how far he went into the future, but I think mm-hmm. that for right now it's irrelevant. So I was like, oh, I wonder if that was her. Like, was that part of her next mission was to go and help Atticus and show him all these things that she's seen, basically. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, because I was going to say, yeah, and like her, like it didn't seem like he got a choice to go home or mm-hmm. not. It was kind of just like, see ya. And he's like, yeah. what happened? Um, so, so that would be interesting. Yeah. So he, had, he has like no clue, obviously, what happened to her. He 
probably thinks she went to the future as well. He doesn't mm-hmm. know that she went through all these different time periods and stayed there for a long amount of time. Yeah. Uh, which made me wonder, like, what do we what do we want to happen for Hippolyta by the end of the series? Because I have my own thoughts. I mean, I just I was like so under the impression that she was just going to go home after that. And then it would have been, you know, I learned all this stuff about myself. I you know, can carry on as like, you know, a more empowered woman for D and all of this. But now I'm thinking, you know, uh, I'm like hoping that she can come out of this because I feel like Atticus and everyone is just, you know, they're assuming, all right, she's not coming back. She's stuck in there and like, see you later kind of thing. Like they're, they're fully convinced, which I mean, based on everything that's happened to them, it's smart to kind of, you know, expect the worst. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm hoping she's just able to come back to D. What do you think? I know. Yeah. That's funny how you, what you said, because Letty, when she was talking to Atticus, she was like, ever since we came back, everyone here has yes. died. <laughs> that was, I was like, oh, it was like, like drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was savage, but also true. Like, yeah, it was true. Yeah. So I'm wondering, obviously, I am hoping, believing that Hippolyta isn't dead. But I really want her to come back as like that, you know, when they've got nothing left, either the next episode, if not the finale episode where they Mm -hmm. they think they they are at their wits end, maybe Christina is ganging up on them or something is going on. And then out of nowhere, here comes Hippolyta through her portal or whatever she's got, you know, her time machine and comes to save the day. So that's just my hopes. That's like my fangirl wish Hippolyta. Yeah, but, that'd be good. And she'd be coming, like, she could come out as, like, one of, like, the superheroes from yeah. D's comics. <laughs> like, not literally one of them, but it would be, you know, the same type yeah. of thing. And yeah, then like, D would space. write a story. Oh, that'd be so about cute. That. <laughs> I think that'd be so awesome. Hippolyta really moved up. We've got a lot of character rankings, you know, like, power know. ranking the characters. Hippolyta definitely moved up the ranks. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. I know to see they it. always move around. Now I'm still with Atticus. It's like no bottom. Yeah, Atticus moved down. He lost a couple yes. points for me, and this episode yes. really did it as well. I'm trying to think why there was something that he did specifically. He made Jaya leave after like two yeah. words to her. <laughs> yeah. He was like, "Our stuff wasn't real. Get yeah. out of here." And I was like, "Okay, are you what?" Like, I understand the need to go comfort Letitia, you know, she's thrown into this mm-hmm. huge situation that's just like, she's, she has no idea what's going on. And she's thinking the worst, obviously, but he didn't have to be so mean. <laughs> I know. I know. Why don't we could jump to that topic now? Yeah. So I'm going to talk about it later, but oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I have this written in my notes is like, Jaya wasted her time. Yeah, I feel I so incredibly bad that she came all the, she didn't just come from across the street. Across town, or across yeah. the country, she came across yeah. the world to come yeah. and see him. Those flights are excruciating. If she came some other way, you know, maybe she took a cruise ship or something. That's even longer. Yeah. But yeah. Basically, she went all the way to his house um, to come and talk to him, or he was the which was interesting because he was the one asking for answers in the first place, right? He called her. He's been calling her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so we never got a, a resolution to the phone call. We never know what they yeah. necessarily said during that phone call. But here she is arriving on his doorstep now. She seems sorry. She's open mm-hmm. about who she is. And he's still 
kicks her out after like maybe no more than five minutes of her and him meeting. I think that was kind of like cruel and heartless. Yeah, that was bad. And then I thought it was funny how when he goes after Letitia, you know, she says whatever about Jaya. And then he's like, she's gone now. It's like that kind of made you look worse. Like you just shut the door on her after she, you know, traveled across the world. Like if I was Letitia, I would be like, no, I feel bad for her. Not you. Like even. (laughs) Yeah. Even if that's his ex, you know, I mean, exes happen, right? You can't expect Atticus, you know, to not have had a partner before you know anything like right that. so right. that is understandable i could be like okay yeah it's fine mm-hmm. um the one thing that did get to me though <laughs> was letty was like why didn't you tell me basically about oh yeah not just her him dating her but the i guess his whole experience with her yeah which to that i say i don't know that <laughs> might have been something i held on to yeah me too i think because so much grand, is going on already. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, in the grand scheme of things, maybe besides from the death prophecy, you know, he, he was still shook by that, basically. So, yeah. yeah, that's kind of a weird thing to be like, why didn't you tell me about, you know, this woman who you get intimate with her and then, you know, she's like telling them all the details. I know, I know. Yeah, I don't know. I see both sides. If I was Atticus, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't say it, but then if I was finding it out and that's my boyfriend, I'd be like, how did you keep that in for so long? Maybe not so angry, but I would just be like, "If I, I mean, I don't know how you kept yeah. that in. They're like, didn't tell me. So that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I, I, I want, so I was like, I've always been wondering, I was like, could, is there still hope maybe for those people who are like team Jaya, who are like, you know, maybe there's hope for, for her to mm-hmm. connect with him again. And maybe Letty steps down. Cause Letty was like, why did she come back? She's in love with you. That's why. Yeah. I was like, oh, but I don't, I think now that team Jaya is over because Letty is pregnant. Yeah. I said they basically pulled a Jacob on her from Breaking Dawn. Like, it's <laughs> the Twilight references just yeah. keep coming. There's like no hope for her now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's so true. It's just like, all right, well, they're going to end up together now. So, whether yeah. you like it or not, even though, you know, I still do like them together. It's just. I know. Yeah. I don't know. I, so, do you think there's space for her to come back? I feel like. She, I would really want her to come back in a more meaningful capacity because obviously she's seen this prophecy with him. Mm-hmm. She's got her own. I mean, hey, she could, you know, if they're forming their own Avengers, they could use her <laughs> on their team, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I really, I'm like, we we have two more episodes. I think she needs to, you know, come back. And I would hope that she does something a lot more meaningful than that conversation today. Yeah, I agree. Especially, you know, she came to America. So, you know, something else has to happen. Yeah, they can't, yeah. she can't just go back and they don't show anything. You're like, yeah, that would be so, that would be hurtful <laughs> to our stands <laughs> over here. Yeah. I don't care. You know what? Fine. If they want an episode nine or 10, she's just, you know, going sightseeing. She's downtown. She's going shopping. <laughs> Okay, you know, I'll, I'll be desperate for any sort of stuff with her, but yeah, I do think she could be used a little more usefully coming up. Totally. Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> Atticus, 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 you know, our friends here <laughs> who, who's gone down a couple of points in the rankings, but yes. you know, it's okay. It's 
he maybe he can bounce back. <laughs> the big thing with him was, you know, we found out obviously about this Lovecraft Country book that mm-hmm. was written by his son. Yeah. Um, that was so surprising to me. I honestly did not see that coming. Me either. Oh, because okay. I was going to ask you. I was like, I know you read the whole book, and I was yeah. like, I know you. You know, you know, like probably majority of the spoilers. I was like, were you just doing a really good poker face last week, and you like legitimately did know? No, yeah, no, I had no idea. I, I really thought you know it was Uncle George, and then to see that scene, I was like, oh my god! Like I think I literally said, oh my god, out loud. <laughs> There were so many scenes in this episode that I was watching it with headphones next to my boyfriend, which usually happens. And he's just like staring at me because I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's like, are you okay?" I'm like, not really. No. He's like, you need to get watch this. This is is what it's about. (laughs) Okay, so what happened for me was as I was watching this, he before he said anything, he was like, "Okay, I have this book. And he flipped Mm -hmm. it over to show the back cover. And there's this picture of a young man. So that was the first thing I saw. Yeah. And I was like, oh, is that like a young Uncle George? I was so clueless to what else it could be. I just had it in my head that it was Uncle George. Yeah. And then it like clicked for me like, oh, oh, you named your son Yeah. Did you read the back cover of that, of the book? No. Okay. Yeah. So I paused it. Mm -hmm. And it was basically a summary of Lovecraft Country, like what we're Mm -hmm. looking at right now. Uh, and so it was like, you know, this is the tale of George Freeman's father who served in the Korean War. Oh, yeah. And I was like, but how can Uncle George's father serve in the Korean War? <laughs> that just doesn't add up. And then, you know, it starts to dawn on me. And then I see that it says his father, Atticus. And I was like, yeah. Oh, I really <laughs> like that reveal. That was crazy. And then I freaking, I loved how they were like, oh, is it exactly, Montrose is like, is it exactly the same as our story? And he's like, mm-hmm. there are a few changes. Christina's a man. Yeah. Uh, Dee is a boy named Horace. Uh-huh. Um, what was the and other Uncle one? Uncle George survives. Oh, yes, yeah. of course. The biggest one. <laughs> the biggest one. And I was like, oh, my God, I get it. <laughs> yeah, that was really clever. I really enjoyed that. I thought that and was cute, yeah. Yeah, that was a gut nod. I commend him for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do have that. So does that, is that a plot in the book as well, that he gets the book of Lovecraft Country? Mm-mm. Okay, so they've got this all by the fly now. Yeah, I think there are a lot of parts of the show that d- didn't happen in the book, which I like because I think I, yeah. I, mean, I really enjoyed the book, but it was kind of just very straightforward. Like this is how they're going to do everything, um, mm-hmm. like you know, um, just to save the family. But it wasn't all of these other little subplots. Wow. So. <laughs> now, that's really exciting. I, I really like that. Yeah. So now it's like, yeah. Atticus has the playbook, right? He that's how he <laughs> knew about the what is it, the autumnal equinox that he scared yes. Christina with. Because I didn't get it at first when he said it, and then yeah. he was like, Oh, I you know, I, I read about my death in this mm. book. She's trying to sacrifice me, you know. I know. <laughs> uh so yeah, it's like now he knows what his future is. He knows what's gonna happen, mm-hmm. but 
you know, if anyone's seen Brave, Merida goes, she's like, what would you do if you knew you could change your feet? <laughs> Basically. You and the accents. You kill the accents. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Basically, she's like, the story with Brave is like, if you knew yeah. your fate, what would you do? Could you change it? If you had this power, can you change your fate? Which is a huge question. I'm like, can Atticus survive this? You know, supposedly it's written in a book. Like this mm-hmm. is his history. This or his his future. This is yeah. gonna die. Yeah. Can he outrun that? Um, I would like to say yes. <laughs> um, you know, we've seen sometimes like the Back to the Future, right? Back mm-hmm. <laughs> where you know it's like he can go back and save his parents and now he can be you know he's born he's never not existed that's a mm-hmm. great way to explain back to the future by the way <laughs> but i think there's there's a chance that he that atticus can change the course of his you know the trajectory of his life yeah i just don't necessarily know how because it's it's tricky yeah yeah it's interesting and then i wonder like it's it gets so like trippy and then I'm thinking, all right, no, that wouldn't work. Then that wouldn't work. Yeah. But if, if the differences, uh, I don't know, this might be a stretch, but if the differences in the book from what really happened was him changing things and then it was changing real life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I think, you know, if he does escape his death, then a lot of other things are going to change Ooh. from the past. Can that happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need the the a chalkboard to show us, yeah, you know, I the know. timelines, and then you divert here and you yeah. change that, and this is the butterfly. <laughs> I know, I know. That's what I'm always thinking. Anything with like the time travel, like I'm thinking of Lost or Dark on Netflix. Oh. It's like you change one thing, and then it's like, oh my god, my parents were never born. Now I'm right. like, I'm not alive. I'm someone else. Like, uh, we we don't have enough episodes for the, all that to oh, happen. God. <laughs> Season yeah. two. <laughs> yeah, which I would be sad. I don't necessarily want Atticus to die. And mm-hmm. we saw like Montrose is like, he was like, well, I want to defend my son and protect my grandson. Yeah. Right. Because uh, that means Letty would essentially be growing up or raising this child as a single mother, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, quite sad. Again, to, <laughs> to lose your virginity and immediately get pregnant. Yes. And then immediately for the father to die is a, is a heck of a life to live. I'll say that much. Yeah. Yeah. That is absolutely so just I was tragic. Like, the, the one thing that Atticus could owe Letty is to not die. That I would know. just be fantastic. But I think, you know, somehow I think that she's going to be able to, that he's going to live because when she, when she wanted, um, she wanted Christina to make Atticus invulnerable. And then Christina said to her, no, I'll do it to you. But then didn't she say like, if you're invulnerable, you could cure someone, something like that. Or like yeah, kind was, of suggested it, that. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't tell if it was like the magic spell that she was using meant you could cure people or if that mm-hmm. meant when you get the spell, oh, yeah. now you have the power to cure people. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of unclear. But I'm thinking, like, if she can cure someone, then obviously it would be Atticus. Yeah, but- yeah. Mm-hmm. Which leads this thread because it's like, 
we still don't have answers necessarily about what was going on with Atticus's mother's side of the family. I know. That yeah. wasn't really addressed either as to whether or not he, there's like magic in his family. Mm-hmm. Have they been using magic? Does he have the ability to, I don't know, to <laughs> do these things without Christina's help? Yeah. Which, yeah, Christina was an interesting <laughs> enigma this episode. Because I'm always trying to figure out, again, what is her plan? What does she want? And she's basically like, I want immortality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this almost seems like a game of chess, right? Everybody's is creeping closer and closer to try to win. And right now, I'm wondering, does she have the upper hand advantage? Because now she's got the pages... Mm-hmm. And she's got the key um, to the, yeah. the Ori machine. The Ori, which, yeah. Even though Atticus said it was broken, so maybe it's kind of like a false lead. <laughs> yeah. So, like, who has the advantage here? Because on one side, Christina has the tools that she needs. And she has the experience and all the background with her father and all that. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, Atticus and Letty have their protection spells. Mm-hmm. But is that enough? I guess the, the other thing is, is it enough to protect them from what? Like, if Christina yeah. gets immortality, is that the end of the world for them? Or... <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like that's... Okay, so it seems like that's the main thing that she wants, right? And it mm-hmm. doesn't seem like she's necessarily malicious towards Atticus and Letty and all of them for yeah. no reason. It's just to oh. get what she wants. So I just, You know what? I just thought of something, though. Forgive <laughs> me. Right? When Atticus was talking about, right, the autumnal equinox, right? <laughs> they throw so much stuff at you that already yeah. I've forgotten. The, okay. She, she does need Atticus in order to perform her uh, autumnal equinox ceremony or whatever. So it's basically like we're coming full circle. He's mm-hmm. I guess supposedly supposed to be used again so she can reach immortality or achieve immortality. But what was going on in the scene at the pier, though? Yeah, I feel like she is immortal now. (laughs) That was insane. Yeah, Yeah. I don't... I have two questions now. All these questions are cropping up in my head. A, how was she able to come back you know after she was beaten shot sleeping with the fishes and then you know comes back moments later and then too why would she specifically need Atticus to perform the immortality spell because when her father had the spell he didn't necessarily have Atticus and he was able to use it um minus you know that one hole in the contract where it was like somehow Atticus can still kill you or whatever. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what she's trying to avoid. Like, you know, the that one little thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That scene threw me off because then I was like, okay, she's immortal now. Right. Also, am I reading too into it to say that she, the way she was killed was similar to Emmett Till? Like she yeah, was, the bar that barbed wire was kind of an interesting touch. Yeah, and it was like you know shortly after the scene with Ruby when Ruby told mm-hmm. her exactly how he was killed, and she was like, "I don't care about him." It's like, okay, well, yeah, so, like you're punishing yourself for acting like you don't care or for being white. Like I, it was, it was very interesting to me. Yeah, always trying to figure her out. Which the whole yeah. Ruby thing as well. I was a surprised to see that they were still together in some capacity. Yeah. Uh, what? 
like, what do you think is going on in Ruby's head to still stick through this? Yeah, I guess it's, you know, comfort. Um, and, you know, she does, you know, still use the potion. I mean, at least in this episode she did. Mm-hmm. I don't think we know if she's still doing it to, you know, go out into the world daily and do all these things. But so she is still using the potion. And I think she does like, you know, the safety and the security of being able to become a white woman. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, is there a romance there now that she knows it's Christina? Like, I want to say yes, but also I don't know because it also seems like they don't like each other too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what is going on in this day? <laughs> to me, it feels like they're both using something from one another, kind of like yeah. a parasitic or some sort of. There's, I know there's um. What do you call those things? There's different type of parasitic relationships where it doesn't really seem like they like to be together, but they like what they're getting out of one another. So, you know, basic, (laughs) basically, I guess it equates to like a friends with benefits, like Mm -hmm. let's just get what we need. Yeah. Um, And not just intimacy, but literally just I need the spell and Christina needs from Ruby. Yeah trying to figure out maybe again trying to get close to her to get to letty or yeah also maybe hmm. just like power to feel like she's like needed or yeah. she can like do these things yeah i don't know christina really is hard to figure out yeah. and I, i'm coming around like before i was totally like every scene she was in i just didn't care for it i was like uh-huh. i don't care she's annoying and now she's becoming more interesting like, I really yeah. don't know how she feels. And I feel like the conversation she had with Ruby about Emmett Till, like, I just thought she was lying for her to be like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I don't care about him. It's like, eh, I don't know. Not like I think she would care that deeply, but yeah. it was just too too easy of an answer. That's interesting. I did take it as that she, like, didn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be that way. But, yeah, the way I interpreted it was maybe that she was just so distant from it because it's kind of like a like to me it was basically a black lives matter right not necessarily versus all lives matter but just like understanding the whole idea that like why don't you feel like ruby was saying this pain that i feel the sadness that i feel to know Mm -hmm. that you know we lost a young boy to you know basically racial based violence yeah um and yeah for her to say that i'm like so does ruby like does ruby still want to be with a person who you know has no empathy like yeah on the basic level empathy it doesn't matter right if you're like michael jackson right if you're black or white but (laughs) that was really cold if she did feel that way and for ruby to continue to do you think ruby's gonna stick around now with christina even after she heard that Maybe, honestly, because it wasn't like she was like, how dare you like stormed off kind of thing. Like Christina was the one that stormed off. She like told her off and walked out. So I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, if I was, it's hard to say if I was Ruby because all these different factors, but just Mm -hmm. for that part alone, I'd be like, goodbye. Like you you don't have human emotion. But that's why with the ending with her, you know, being killed that way i'm thinking like so does she care Mm. and she's putting up this front because ruby was telling her like you should feel guilty that this doesn't affect you so does she 
I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, she did. Christina did have like that maniacal laughter once she came back. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know if it if it was like insincere or really what was going on in her head. But yeah, yeah I would. Hmm. For me, I still think I would like to know a clear motive from her, from Christina. Mm-hmm. I would. I think that would make me feel a little bit more assured about her character and i don't know yeah. if it's like the writing for her character or maybe you know just all the pieces aren't together so i mm-hmm. can't really say right now but I, w- I would like personally some more clarity on christina and then as yeah, for ruby too. i think she needs a good dose of like you know hippolyta medicine like i yes. think <laughs> ruby yes. needs to gain some self-respect because mm-hmm. even like when she was going to sleep with when it was still william and she changed into Hillary. She was like, you that know, I can imagine crazy. myself bleeding. Yeah, which oh, already, I was like, what? That was WTF. Yes. You know, she was like, I couldn't fathom being a black woman, you know, being with a white man, especially during this time. It was like, yeah. I was like, I think we need to consider a lot of Ruby. Ruby needs to consider a lot of her priorities. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, so that leads us now to just start thinking about this next episode there's so many things going on i know and it's like what would we want to see in the finale like i already said with atticus i want atticus to live i don't i don't want him to die i know sometimes there comes a thing with like the sacrifice of a protagonist Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if his journey necessarily warrants him dying to rectify the situation. Yeah. I also just feel so bad for Letitia. That's what yeah. happens. But I could also see like him dying and then her, her, Letitia and Ruby becoming like, they're already becoming close again. Yeah. So them like having each other, but that would still be really sad. Yeah, I know. There's this other thing where it's like Montrose has an extra secret, I guess. Do you remember when they were performing the spell? They didn't think it was going to work. And Montrose revealed that he was dyslexic. And I was like, wow, yeah. he really is hiding all of these things. And Atticus was like, you have any Since other secrets? <laughs> yeah. So, and then it got like kind of quiet and Montrose was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so I think there's one more thing Montrose is hiding. And... Mm-hmm. Maybe something about Atticus's mother. Yeah, magic. Yeah, magic. <laughs> um, what else do I have here? As I've got like some little last bits that you know, I was like, oh, I'll just throw these in here. Yeah. I, when I, the opening sequence, I noticed they had a ribbon. Sometimes, you know, they always change the opening sequence based on. Oh yeah. Their, oh yeah. And so I, I noticed two girls in the ribbon. I was like, oh, I wonder what that's going to be. So I like that touch. You know, finding yeah. out that it was going to be the two girls haunting D. Um, I liked when this is Chicago history. D mm-hmm. went to the Quincy Station downtown, mm-hmm. which I believe is like the not necessarily the oldest station mm-hmm. um, in Chicago, but it is one of those stations that has like not been touched and it looks old timey and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always yeah, it was open in 1897. It still looks like. I don't know if they film like necessarily right there, but it's like, it's so mm-hmm. locked in history that you can film any time there to look cool. So that's I'm sorry awesome. for rambling about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, yeah. Another thing we talked about, well, we get some closure on Atticus's heritage. Maybe that's tied into the big secret. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Any other thoughts, hopes or predictions about happy endings for this finale? 
I'm usually like, especially with horror and stuff, I'm usually like, oh, I don't want a happy ending, you know, like I always am like, let's like really make it crazy. But with this, it's so much more than horror, you know, there's yeah. real, there's a real human story here. So I think happy-ish, I mean, you know, there, there is still a lot of loss in the show, so it's not going to be completely happy. So I think it'll be, you know relatively happy like i think that i do think that atticus is going to live and i do want him to yeah it's like fingers crossed yeah this is a horror so i don't know maybe it's a little you know too nice of me to want a happy ending but yeah i'll ask the fans what do you all think about season two um what are your hopes how would you like to see the season wrapped up um, do we want a cliffhanger maybe for a season two? That would be yes. interesting. Yes. Um, you can add us, me and Mia J Media, uh, Natalie and Natalie Zamora with two A's at the end, and as well at fansided underscore ENT. That'll get all of us um, yes. attention. <laughs> and as well, you know, you all have been leaving some awesome reviews. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yes, you. We really appreciate you. when you guys leave reviews. It, it really helps. Just it, it, it warms our souls. It warms yeah. our hearts, especially after having these deep, dark conversations. I know. I know. Yeah. So, it keeps us going. <laughs> if you haven't left a review yet and it's been, you know, mulling in your mind and you're like, oh, I just really want to say how great me and Natalie are and send them all <laughs> these praises because my life has been changed and my credit score went up and, you know, I've got a new person in my life that I'm seeing. You know, I don't know how this podcast helps you in any sort of way but mm-hmm. you know continue to leave us some good reviews and <laughs> we will, we're looking forward to our next episode this is getting really exciting totally totally yeah. yes thank you guys so we will see everyone in our next episode two episodes to go let's do this <laughs> all right see you everybody bye Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.